Hello and welcome to the Hallelujah Podcast. I'm your host Grace and I am beyond excited to have you here today. At Hallelujah, our mission is to provide a space where you can grow in your faith, be encouraged and gain an understanding of God's Word. In our episode today, How Baptism Changed My Life, we're going to be discussing all things baptism. Now, this is more of a personal topic for me, but I'm so excited to be sharing with you today. And before we get into my experience of baptism, we'll work through what the Bible says about it, why we do it, some common misconceptions, and why it's so important. So first of all, what is baptism? It's something that I think most people will have heard of before. And for any Christians out there, it's a topic that the church speaks about pretty frequently. We know that it's a part of our faith and something that we're all encouraged to do, but even outside of the Christian space, lots of people will say that they were baptized as a child. I find it's very common for Catholics especially to baptize an infant, and I found that people often equate this to being saved. One common misconception is that people will count infant baptism, which I'd say is more closely aligned to christening, as the same as a Christian baptism. Personally, I do not believe that if you've been christened slash baptized as an infant, that this is a true baptism and at least not in the way that I believe the Bible speaks about it or how we'll be referring to it today. The main distinction that I'd like to make is I don't believe someone should be water baptized until they have repented and truly understand the gospel and sin. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is not possible for a baby to know what sin is, to choose to follow Jesus, and to repent from their sin. And while I think it's lovely to christen a child and dedicate them to the Lord, I think this is entirely different to actively choosing to follow Jesus ourselves. And that's okay. There's certainly no condemnation if you have been christened as a child. I mean, I was myself, but I'd really encourage you to not count this as baptism in the way that the Bible speaks about it and to believe that because your parents did this as a child, that you would equate that to being saved. And I say this because I've spoken with so many people who are not currently in church or following Jesus, but they'll still classify themselves as Christians because they were, quote unquote, baptized as a child. And I think this is a really scary place to be in. And of course, I would never speak to someone's salvation because ultimately it's between them and God. But if you're not actively following Jesus as your Lord and Savior and just say, oh, yep, you know, I was baptized as a child. Can you really call yourself a Christian if you're not living out that lifestyle? Philippians chapter 2 verse 1 is a verse I always come back to, which says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Paul is directing us to have ongoing obedience in our salvation and not working for our salvation, but a need to live out and exhibit our salvation in Jesus. The fear and trembling is a deep worship and respect for God, and it comes right after verse 11, which says, And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We really need to be in this position of surrender and honoring God, and I constantly check myself against this verse as I live out my faith. I think it's a really challenging verse, but it's also a really rewarding one to be living your life by as well. But anyway, I'm getting slightly off track with that there, but we've spoken about the concept of baptism, but what is it actually? We know from a few verses that we need it to be forgiven of our sins, but what does it involve and why is it important? 
Baptism is the outward act that symbolizes the inward choice of coming to and following Jesus. Baptism in water is a symbol of Jesus Christ's death, his burial and resurrection, and we enter the water as a symbol of coming into a relationship with Jesus, just as we are, you know, with our old life, all of its habits and behaviors and sin, but we are then raised up out of the water as clean, free, and a loved child of God. Romans 6, 4 says, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Now that verse really helps to articulate some of the meaning behind baptism. 2 Corinthians 5.17 also says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here which is a really beautiful verse too. It shows that when we are baptized and when we're in Christ, we are a new creation. We can put down the shame of our old lives. We're washed clean of our uncleanliness and sin by faith. Another common misconception is that baptism saves you. One verse that is often used to justify this is the words that Peter speaks in Acts 2.38. Peter said to them, Repent, and each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This makes it seem like we have to be baptized to be saved, right? Repent and be baptized. But if we take a moment to look at the context of this verse, at the time the Jewish people were living in a society that was extremely religious and had strong cultural history. They called Jesus a blasphemer and executed him, so to follow him as their Messiah was incredibly countercultural. Peter calls them to do the act of baptism to publicly break ties with Judaism, which no one would do if they were faking it, and make that step of faith to follow Jesus hard, not something that was really easy or flippant for them to do. The cost of following Jesus was high, so the act of baptism wasn't sealing their salvation, but it was showing the work that the Lord had done inside them already. Does this mean we shouldn't get baptized because it was only contextually relevant to them then? No, absolutely not. I believe as Christians we should all get baptized because, well, first of all, it's a public declaration of your faith. Second, it's so powerful, and we'll go into this more in a bit. Thirdly, Jesus did it and we are called to follow and live like him. And finally, it's just something we're commanded to do in scripture. But the point that I'm trying to make is that baptism won't save you. And I don't believe it's a biblical view of baptism when people say that if you are not baptized, you are not saved. On top of this, we can also look at the many verses that talk about salvation by faith alone. Acts 16.31 says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Galatians 2.16 is another great example that we can look to where Paul is telling the Galatians, know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Jesus Christ that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law because the works of the law, no one will be justified. The beauty of our salvation as Christians is that we are saved by faith and faith alone. We will never have to earn our salvation with all of these different works and traditions and rituals like other religions require. It's by God's absolute grace and mercy that we have the precious gift of salvation through Jesus. And I love that it's nothing that we can do ourselves, but we are always pointed back to Jesus, back to God. And I think that's really humbling and a huge part of the Christian faith that we should really value and and press into. One of the things that I really wanted to share in this episode as well was my baptism testimony. And it's actually been exactly two years since I got baptized um, at the time of recording this, which just seems crazy. feels like so much longer. 
And I'll do a whole episode on my testimony one day, which will be really good to discuss in more detail. But given we're just discussing today how baptism changed my life, I thought it would be appropriate to share the exact testimony that I shared that night. I think it'll give a real insight to where I was at that point in my life and why I made this decision. So this was um, something I wrote down in my phone in the week or so leading up to my baptism. And I'm just going to read it out for you and then we'll come through to unpack it. So it reads, Hey everyone, for those who don't know me, my name is Grace and I was fortunate enough to grow up in a Christian home. I remember when I was younger and I'd hear people's testimonies about struggling with drugs, alcohol, addictions, and how they overcame it with God. And I just thought, wow, that's so amazing. My grew up in a Christian home and have been one all my life story is just so boring. I didn't even believe it was a real testimony. So I really struggled when trying to write this because don't get me wrong, the last eight or so years have been extremely tough. Uh, My family went through a real rough patch and I was in a really dark place myself for a long time. I struggled with depression and self-harm for almost all of my teen years and had completely walked away from my faith and chosen to live in sin. I found that when I was younger, it was so easy just to go along to church and believe in Jesus, but it's so much harder when you grow up. When you're in school with people who drink every weekend, when you fall in love with the wrong people, make bad decisions, when it costs you more to be a believer. And as I said earlier, I struggled with what to talk about tonight when sharing my testimony. And for so many years of my life, it was the hard stuff I had gone through that defined me. And it makes for an amazing story, but I'm finally in a place where that's no longer the case. What defines me is my faith right now and the hope I have for my future and God's plans for me. I was baptized once, maybe six or seven years ago, but it was before I walked away from my faith and I didn't really have, I wasn't really putting any weight on it at the time. As anxious as I was and am to do this, it was weighing really heavily on my heart to get baptized in the service two weeks ago when we had some other baptisms. So tonight I'm getting rebaptized because I want to step out of my comfort zone and publicly declare my faith and signify the start of the rest of my life when it really cost me. And I'm so excited. And that's what I had written down and it makes me emotional just reading it. it. It was such a powerful act for me and I can't even begin to explain the power of baptism in my life. Coming back to Christ and getting baptized honestly changed the path of my life and I love being able to read this back, having only read it once or twice since the night and seeing where I was in my faith journey at that point in time. And something from there that has always stood out to me was how I said for a really long time, it was the struggles in life that I went through that define me, but now it's my faith in Jesus. I said the hope I have for my future in God's plan for me. And I remember at the time of my baptism, it was really emotional for me to uh, to stand up in stage in front of a whole church and and share this. Um, my my family and and friends were in the audience, and a lot of this I had never shared with them that I had struggled with self harm and depression for all of my teen years. So it was it was really hard to to make it through that, but I felt it was really important for me to get up and share that, and I trusted that in sharing my testimony and in the same with your testimony, we can reach so many people and just trust that God knows who is in the audience and who needs to hear it. And the power of testimony is just is so incredible. 
And I just, I look back at the last two years of my life since being baptized and God has just blessed me in more ways than I can count. And not even material blessings, but just being able to live in in peace, you know, it's the fruit of the spirit in my life. Just the peace, joy, and hope that I have found in Christ is absolutely life-changing. As part of this episode, and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll have seen some of this already, but I want to share three key ways that baptism has changed my life. So the first one is that baptism gave me a new identity as a child of God. I was no longer me. I wasn't just grace anymore. I was a child of the most high God. I was no longer defined by my sin and my mistakes, but I could look forward to the identity that I now had in Christ. I was set free. I was cleansed and I was walking in the purity of Christ. You lose your old identity, but we are found new in Jesus. And that is so powerful. And that was the first massive way that baptism changed my life. And in a world that is constantly having an identity crisis, being able to find your identity in something that never changes is amazing. And that's something we spoke a bit about in the last two podcast episodes too. So would really encourage you to to go back and listen to those about um, worth and God valuing you as well. The second way that baptism changed my life is that it was a public declaration of my faith in Jesus. And this was a big one for me, uh, coming from a place of wanting to be accepted by everyone and running in pretty anti-faith circles. For me to publicly declare my faith was a huge step. When I truly understood the gospel and opened up my heart and just completely surrendered to Jesus, I was just filled with so much love and joy that there was no way in the world I could keep it under wraps. It was also a great step for me to get baptized in front of a whole church of people as well. Um, Having to share such a short testimony in stage in front of friends and, and family and strangers was daunting to say the least, but I'm so glad that I did it and I did it publicly and I would never take that back for the life of me. The third way that it changed my life is that it broke the power of sin and it spiritually cleansed me. This one is my favorite and I'd like to unpack this more as well because before I got baptized, I was living in so much sin. I loved to drink heavily and party with friends. I was sleeping with my boyfriend at the time. I swore, I listened to trash music, watched terrible movies and just had no interest in putting all of that to rest. And I even continued with some of that uh, after I came back to Christ. Granted, I got much better and sanctification is a process. So, you know, we don't just magically become perfect on day one. But when I got baptized, it was like drawing a line in the sand and I can't even begin to explain it, but it just completely broke the power of sin in my life. My old desires were put to death and I stopped drinking. I lived in sexual purity. My mind and desires for unclean music or TV shows, movies stopped and I was just completely transformed. For me, it was like being baptized just made me pure. It made me holy. Like it it just changed me from the inside out. And because of that, I didn't want to go back and do anything significant to make me feel unclean again. So it really was that drawing the line in the sand and I'm putting away my old life and this is my new life. I've chosen Christ and I want to move forward in in purity and, and seeking him out. So my mind really changed after that and I wanted to pursue godly things and to this day I haven't gone back to my old ways to the glory of God. 
Also, you may have caught in my testimony that I said it was my second time getting baptized. And for a bit of context, I grew up in a Christian home and went to church my whole life. And even though I went to church and was involved in life groups and church summer camps, I don't think I ever really had a relationship with God like I do now. I felt like it was my parents' faith that I was living in, which is a pretty common thing I've heard from people who grew up in the church. And it's no one's fault. But sometimes I think we just don't know how to have an individual relationship with God or what it even feels like to have our own relationship with God. So in early high school years, I was encouraged by some close people in my life that I should get baptized or that it was really something that I had to do as a Christian. And I think it didn't really, I didn't really understand what it meant and what I was doing. And I felt quite pressured to do it. I think because I was young and didn't really have my own established relationship with God, I wouldn't have been mature enough in my faith to pray about it and read the Bible and come to that conclusion myself. So I did it. And I remember that we were in a family friend's pool. I had a few friends and family around me, probably a group of maybe six to eight people and was baptized by two of the church camp leaders or mentors who were in my life at the time. I felt like I was going through the motions and saying yes to following Jesus, but I honestly just had no idea what I was doing and I didn't feel any different afterwards. I did the physical act, but it wasn't a representation of what was going on inside. And it wasn't long after this that I fell away from my faith for quite some time. I mentioned it earlier, but it would have been a solid seven or eight years that I wasn't walking with God. I know now that my relationship with God wasn't like it was now because I just knew God in the back of my head, but I wanted just to live my own life and do my own thing. And I wasn't ready or didn't want to have Jesus as my savior, you know, having him to guide my steps and to live a life laid down for him. And while sure, I kind of wish I had stayed a Christian all those years, I wouldn't take it back for, for anything. I, you know, having lived a life away from Christ, when I came back, it was the most genuine submission to God that I could have ever experienced. And like I said, I'll share my testimony, a whole testimony in another episode. But the point of this is that when I was baptized, technically for the second time two years ago, it was truly my decision to follow Jesus. And I couldn't have been more genuine about it. It was the best thing I ever did because I understood what it meant. And it came from a place of complete overflow of the spirit inside me and just wanting to make that public declaration of my faith. And because of that, that was all that mattered. And was I perfect at that point in time? Absolutely not. I still had things to work on and I've matured so much since then. But I would say don't don't wait to get baptized until you feel perfect because that day will never come. And just like accepting Jesus, it's a step of faith and God will make our path straight from there. Before we get on to the next topic, another common misconception is that we can or should get baptized multiple times. And yes, I did just say I have been technically baptized twice, but I would argue that the first time I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't making that decision for myself and I didn't have a genuine personal relationship with Christ. So I personally don't count that as the true baptism that I had a few years ago. And considering that and that it was a solid eight years where I wasn't walking with Christ after my first baptism, to get baptized again two years ago was a decision that I made personally when I knew what I was doing. And I'm so thankful that 
I did. This felt like my first and true baptism because it was not my parents' faith or me feeling pressured, but it was my choice to follow Christ and just came out of that absolute overflow and and joy in my heart of just wanting to follow Jesus and to draw that line in the sand and publicly declare my faith. Something I have seen a lot in the church, which goes back to that common misconception, is people getting baptized multiple times every time they feel like it, partly because it's an emotionally driven experience, but also because they feel like they want to do it in a different way. And I've had friends who have gotten baptized after coming to Christ and it was a genuine baptism, but they never gotten baptized again because they wanted to do it in the ocean or in this particular location or because their friends were doing it and I strongly disagree with this and I don't think we should be encouraging people to get baptized multiple times either because it's emotionally driven or because they just want to do it at a new church or location or because the other one didn't feel right. When we understand the meaning of baptism we should only be doing it once and sure we get baptized and we can mess up and sin afterwards but we don't need to get rebaptized every time we sin for a fresh start. We have Christ, our sins are forgiven through him and that's part of our faith, that's part of being a Christian and we know we are sinners and we constantly need to check ourselves and and turn from our sin but to get baptised for the emotional high or a fresh start every time is the wrong motive and it's not something that we have ever seen throughout the Bible. We see that people get baptised and many scriptures talk about it, repent and be baptised, believe and be baptised and back back in the day, faith and repentance and baptism, they went hand in hand. you have faith, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and they were baptized straight away. Whereas often today we see that we can have faith and and believe, but it takes months or maybe years for people to be baptized, partly because we can be at the mercy of churches and maybe they only have baptism every three months, four months, five months. And partly because that's just the culture that we live in. And I think it's a real loss for us. And if we can get back to faith in Jesus, repentance and being baptized, do it in a pool, do it in a lake, do it anywhere. But it's it's that public faith and stepping out and going, I believe in Jesus. I want to follow him and being baptized. And I think that's something that I, I would love to see us get back to and really putting baptism back in the place that it was designed to be. And I would also make a note that this is different to rededication. Often churches will have altar calls at a conference or summer camp. And in given those opportunities, if you do want to rededicate your life to Jesus afresh, go for it. it it's a great way, you know, put your hand up and go, yes, I I want to I want to renew my faith. I want to choose to rededicate my life to Jesus. And it can be a, a really beautiful step of faith to go forward for that altar call and go, I want to be more intentional about seeking God out and spending time with him. But this is completely different to feeling like we have to get baptized every time we fall short because, like I said before, we are sinners. We will always fall short, but that is the beauty of the gospel and of Jesus, that he died for our sin, that when we put our faith in him, we are set free. We are no longer slaves to our sin, but we constantly need to be turning towards God and and turning from our sin. And baptism is that beautiful public declaration of our faith, but beyond that, it's it's just our it's our journey. We we will fall short, we will sin, and it's not a need to get baptized every time. So given all of that, what would I say to those who haven't been baptized? And my main question would be, why? Is there something holding you back? Are you scared? What is that reason? And I'd encourage you to take some time to really think about this and write it down. But 
why is it that you personally haven't made that choice to get baptized? Sometimes we can still be a little bit stuck in our old lives and not quite ready to fully start living for Christ. And I'd say that's normal as humans. We we can't be perfect and, and it can be really easy to have a stronghold on our old lives. But I'd say the most common reasons that people wouldn't want to get baptized is either number one, they don't know it's something that they should do, which would be possibly pretty common if you haven't grown up in the church. Number two, the public declaration doesn't always align with what's happening inside. So I guess they don't understand the gospel and maybe haven't truly accepted Christ. So they aren't drawn to make that public declaration. Number three, feeling pressure to do it, maybe by friends or family instead of it coming from a place inside you of wanting to do this. And number four, maybe just being scared of it. And naturally, it is a big step and it signifies the start of the rest of our lives in Christ. But whatever reason it is, I encourage you to pray about it and just seek God. If you know Jesus and you call yourself a Christian, I'd really encourage you to get baptized. Even though it's not required for our salvation, we are commanded to do it in scripture and it's an incredibly powerful act. It will change your life just like it did mine. And so many friends and family members who have been baptized in my life talk about the peace and security that they feel after it. But look into it more and make sure you understand the significance of what you're doing. Talk to a pastor or friend or elder in your church and make sure that it's a decision that you are making. Don't let other people pressure you into it and come at it just with a heart absolutely on fire and and longing for God. I did also want to run through some quick Bible verses for encouragement around this topic too. And the first one is 1 John chapter 5, verses 12 to 13. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. 1 John speaks frequently of our identity in Christ, and this verse is such an encouragement. Whoever has the Son has life let that sink in. When we are in Christ, we have life. If you believe in the Son of God, like John says, you will have eternal life and this is all the more reason to be sure and safe and secure in your salvation. When you can rest in that and come to a place of knowing that inside you, our hearts long for more of God. So naturally things like baptism and and repentance comes from that place inside of us. Acts 22, 16 says, and now why do you wait? Rinse and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. What a lovely verse to cover when we're talking about baptism. It's so simple, but why wait? Why wait to wash away our sins and call on his name? And I'd encourage you just to reread that, meditate on it, and just see what God does in your heart. Just be ready and open for, for what he has to tell you and receive. And the final verse is Proverbs 29 verse 25. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So beautiful. And this one is so simple as well, but it says we do not need to fear man or what they will think, but we can trust in the Lord for all things we do, including baptism. So I'd encourage you again, just go back and really dive into those motives about why you're not getting baptized. Is it fear of man? Is it fear of something else? But come back to the fact that whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So my encouragement to you in all of this is to seek God, seek his will for your life and step into your true identity in Christ. It's the best thing you will ever do and your life will be completely transformed just like mine was after I got baptized. Let's pray. 
Father, I thank you so much for who you are and the work you have done through Christ. Thank you that in this world we don't have to be afraid and try to take everything into our own hands, but that we can trust and rest in your goodness. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross to take the punishment of our sins and that we have the ability and free will to choose to follow you. Thank you that we have been given the act of baptism to be a public declaration of our faith. Thank you for the work that it does inside of us. And I pray for anyone who is listening today who has been baptized. God, we thank you for the work that you have done inside of them. And for anyone who hasn't been baptized, God, I pray that you would just meet them where they are right now. Give them your peace and your conviction and knowledge of what baptism is and what it means and help them to study your word and come to a place of wanting to honor you in all things that they do. We thank you, God, for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. We love you and we thank you so much for setting us free. And we pray that in your name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for tuning into our third Hallelujah podcast episode, How Baptism Changed My Life. My hope and prayer is that I will always be able to point you to Jesus and that you will leave feeling encouraged, equipped, inspired, and ready to go out and be salt and light in this world. Don't forget to follow and leave us a five-star review if you like our content so that we can get the good news out and reach more people. I'll leave all the links to my website and other resources in the description and make sure you go over to Instagram at Hallelujah Podcast to keep up to date with our posts, new episodes and other news. Thanks for tuning into the Hallelujah Podcast. I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.